Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, that managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We are quickly becoming your leader in pro wrestling news and exclusives and interviews, all that good stuff, my friends. If you have never been to FightfulWrestling.com, check it out. I dropped a new feature last week uh, ahead of All In Weekend called Making a Finisher. It's where we dive into the anatomy of a finisher. Why did a wrestler pick it? Who do they do it best to? Who takes it the best? Who takes it the worst? How do they modify it for tag teams? Adam Hangman Page and his rite of passage, which you all saw defeat Joey Janela at All In, was the first subject of that. It was a ball, a good time. If you haven't been to FightfulWrestling.com, we've interviewed CM Punk, Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Pentagon, Alexa Bliss, Jason Jordan, Carl Anderson, EC3, Matt Riddle, Deanna Perrazzo, Raven, DDP, Muhammad Hassan, just dozens and dozens of others. And that's just at FightfulWrestling.com. FightfulMMA.com has a bunch as well, as does our uh, boxing section. Tuesday on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, new time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Myself, MMA historian Showdown Joe, and MMA insider James Lynch previewed this weekend's UFC 228. I will have a post show this Saturday. Check that out. If you all uh, want more, in addition to all this free wrestling content, head over to FightfulSelect.com where you can get exclusive podcasts. I posted a new dark match commentary. A lot of exclusive news about All In is up on FightfulSelect.com before it hits FightfulWrestling.com. I'm excited, guys. It was a good weekend, All In weekend. I'll go ahead and tell you all a little bit about what I know. But first, let me introduce you to one Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how you doing, man? Well, I think what we learned about this about WWE from this episode of Raw is sometimes things make absolutely no sense. <laughs> and sometimes that makes it better. My but, man! <laughs> who knows? I, I, I'm, I'm willing to see. But for most of this episode, I thought I was having a stroke. I just want to say, with the right trajectory, I could piss into Ohio from my house. <laughs> You are not getting in front of a judge at 10.45 p.m. Eastern on a, any night, much less Labor Day. <laughs> I can tell you that's not happening. I can tell you that's not happening. So All In was this weekend. That will be a, a heavy part of my Fightful Wrestling Weekly this week. If you all don't follow our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited, do so. They, they, they cover that great uh, every week, and I cover it on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. And I posted the Fightful Select Weekender podcast 
free to non-subscribers last Friday. If you want a Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, Impact Review, Injury Report, some exclusive news, check that out. I have a full preview playlist of Fightful Select content over there. But some news I've heard coming out of All In, Marty Skrull Okada obviously went over and heard some people backstage weren't necessarily so happy with Skrull because of that. 26 minutes it went. It was supposed to go closer to 14 or 15, and they had to rush through that main event. It's that's rough. A, that's an overrun. I mean, if overrun. you're two, two, three, four minutes, six minutes over, okay. Like, that's almost doubling your runtime. That No, 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 no. Yeah. No. They, they Although, did have... I thought maybe it was like in Okada's contract, like he had to have a match that went at least 30 minutes. <laughs> And uh, it was a match that helped make Marty Skrulls a heavyweight, but either way, my match ratings are up for that as well. I had a lot of WDB talent, especially NXT talent, reach out to me and say that they were watching the show and seemed to be enjoying it. Uh, They had people like Joey Mercury, BJ Whitmer there helping out behind the scenes. Cody even changed out of his gear and then helped produce the show. And I was told that a lot of wrestlers after their matches came out to watch the end of the show it was a curtain sellout. We'll have more of that in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. But uh, we talked to Cody Rhodes. We talked to Cyrus Fees, who did a lot of the broadcasting. We talked to the Young Bucks as well, so that they're about to get paid. You can see those on YouTube.com slash Fightful or the list in your boy. But uh, had a lot of people ask me what I've seen of StarCast. Uh, so far, my favorite thing that I've seen is the NWO panel with Waltman, Hall, and Nash. I could listen to those three guys tell the same stories over and over again, and they pretty much do. But uh, they had Neil Pruitt, who was a producer for WCW, and the voice of the NWO kind of on the fly lead this panel, and it was very, very good. It added a nice uh, producer's aspect into it, but still taking in some of that. But we do have an all-in post-show, and I know a lot of people that covered this show don't watch BTE, they don't watch Ring of Honor, they don't watch New Japan. Myself and Jeff Hawkins do, and we broke down maybe the inside jokes that a lot of you all didn't get checking this stuff out for the first time, but... A great weekend, and Alex, we're heading, and I wanted to talk about this before the show because it was announced by WWE, Lita versus Mickey James for Evolution. We are heading for a pay-per-view schedule that is definitely a little bit different for WWE. They've got Hell in a Cell, then they've got the Australia show, which may end up being another stadium house show. You've got Evolution, so it's... (laughs) It's a number of shows that you really don't know what the importance is going to be. Uh, my heart kind of weeps for Mickey James. I, I can't imagine that's going to be an easy task to get like a, a good match out of Lita. But what do you think about that booking? Um, okay. I don't need diva stands and oh, like... Boy. 1999 women's wrestling stands in my mentions, but I'll probably get them. Um, when you say women's evolution, I think, I think, yes, it's cool to acknowledge. And yeah, having like a Trish Stratus versus Alexa Bliss, since they're basically two halves of the same foot long sub or whatever the metaphor is like having them wrestle. That's fine. You know, you want to bring back Nikki Bella and Brie? Cool. Like, there are so many talented women on your roster right now who can't get on TV, 
who 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 are who are out there working their asses off on the road who will probably wind up in a battle royal. Like Naomi's Naomi's doing something with the with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Ember Moon is on TV as the other person in a Dana Brooke tag team. Like you really have nothing for Ember Moon. Ember Moon, who's one of, one the, of the greatest workers on that electrifying roster. Electrifying women's wrestlers I've ever seen. She'll probably be in some battle royal. Asuka can't get Asuka can't get on TV. Asuka can't get on TV. And so yeah. instead of having a match, let's say Ember Moon, Asuka. Now there's no title rap match on now, no titles on the line. One's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. This one is for pride. Like that match, I would be all in on. But Mickey James versus Lita, like I, I'm not watching that match. I don't care about that match. I don't care about that match. And Lita's, I, you know, you never accuse Lita of being the greatest worker in the world. But I, and, listen, and you I, don't know. I, we don't know if they're going to even run the Saudi Arabia show on the network right now. Well, listen, they shouldn't. <laughs> so Saudi Arabia might execute a woman via sword for being a women's rights activist. We shouldn't be doing business with them in any way. And like, like they dropped a bomb on a school bus. Let's not do anything with Saudi Arabia, WWE. How about that? That's just my two cents. They didn't get a couple billion dollar deals. They, <laughs> but, um, you can say, you know what? Our bad. We're making a lot of money from, from Fox. You can have this back. If if you're if you're if you're decent people, but you know maybe money is more important than decency. Whatever. Yeah, the pay per view schedule. Get off my soapbox. The pay per view schedule is interesting to me because you won't have a well, a conventional pay per view in in the month of October. Really, for two months, you, it's a wait and see thing with Super Showdown. Yeah, and then Evolution is going to be all women's, which you know, I'm excited for. I'm working on panelists for that. Very very excited. But we will have post shows for both of those. My happy ass will be up early in the morning for Super Showdown, but either way, WWE Monday Night Raw. This show kicked off with Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre coming out and throwing to a video, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Roll that beautiful bean footage. If he no, the, he, his his thing. If he's gonna be the the heel who comes out to throw it to, to to video, he his his tagline needs to be "Roll that beautiful brawn footage." Yep, that that should be his tagline, and just just sink into it because we all know what crap it is. Let's just do it, man. I feel like I, yeah, we'll we'll keep that one in our back pocket. Renee Young back on commentary. Sweet. Hooray! Coach is a, is on assignment. Preferably his assignment is anything but calling raw. That's what I hope it is. <laughs> I hope his assignment is a book report on all the books in the Library of Congress. And when you're done with that, get back to us, coach. <laughs> so Braun Strowman comes out and says, I don't give a damn if any of you people like it or not. Which is the typical heel line right? for WWE. McIntyre and Ziggler says they're going to be the most dominating group of all time. Or most dominant group of all time. The Shield interrupts them. And then Corbin sends out a bunch of wrestlers and they all get beaten up by the Shield. The camera work here is miserable. And yeah. I got to say, WWE does pull apart brawls real well, man. They, they yeah. do that well. They don't need to add 
the zooms yeah. and the cuts and the shakes and all that crap. My favorite part of this last uh, series of pull apart brawls the past several months or so, because they seem to be doing these a lot more. And now you kind of like the special specialness of them is kind of ebbed away. But more recently, and this was used to be a, a Kurt Angle special. Oh my God, things are happening in the ring. Quick, all the jobbers, get down there. Stop it. And then when the jobbers aren't enough, then he sends out the real wrestlers. And that was basically Corbin had learned from being like from shadowing Kurt Angle that that's apparently how you do it. Because the first guy I saw run down to the ring was No Way Jose. And I was like, this ain't going to work. You, you got to get guys with a better pay grade than No Way Jose to stop this thing. But um, my favorite thing was uh, how desperately Drew McIntyre did not want to be pulled away from that ring. Like he was just growling and like clawing at the Titan Tron trying to get pulled. Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, way to sell it, Drew. That's all I got to say. Way to sell it. Yeah. They were doing their best. Production was not doing their best. I'm confused. If you are running a program, why do you go to commercial at this moment? Um, because you have to set up the thing in the back with the uh, the heels and the faces on opposite sides being held back by uh, Redicops and an ambulance that's been pasted to look like a police van. Redicops who are laughing while they're doing it. Oh, man, it was so bad. This whole damn thing was so bad. But I just love that they, they, they handcuffed the shield and put him in the back. <laughs> it was such an obviously staged thing. Like, you could do it in a way that didn't look so staged. But uh, but they were like, no, 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 we have to stage it so much so that we're going to cut to commercial and then everybody, okay, everybody, places, places, please. All right, we're back from commercial in three, two, one, and action. That's how it looked. It was really bad. Corbin looks really overwhelmed. I thought he sold that very well. He did. He did. Yeah. Like he was uh, understanding the gravity of being acting yeah. general manager. I, I think this role has done wonders for Corbin. Uh, mm-hmm. Good for him. I, I like seeing that. Yeah. We're told that the Shield were arrested, appeared in front of a judge, were arraigned and charged with inciting a riot at 10 p.m. Eastern on Labor Day. Later on, we're told that they are bailed out, in which I tweeted that white privilege got them out. Not many people got that joke, considering nope. one is Samoan and one is Hispanic. Yep. But uh, they did get out. Do you think Dean bribed somebody? He's from Ohio. Here's what I think. Um, uh, well, you know, uh, Vince McMahon's thinking, well, you know, uh, of course they got out. I mean, there's, there's, there's a night court, right? That's a great show. I love that show. When's the new season starting? I love that show. Cause he thinks night court is still in the air. Some That's of the stories, what I, think. I just want to say some of the stories I've heard about Vince this week, yeah. this weekend in particular, Ooh boy, I, they're going to be in upcoming editions of the fightful wrestling weekly. Uh, cause I'm, I have to, if I hear them from one source, I like to ask somebody else and yeah. kind of make sure. Some of these stories, man, are just brutal about how out of touch he is with his roster, man. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's downright sad. It makes me a little bummed out for these guys. Bella Twins defeated the Riot Squad. Oh my God, this was a trash fire. Jesus. Ah, ah, so, okay. Ah. I'll say this Nikki was fine. Nikki was Nikki was perfectly passable. Yeah. Hit a nice little swinging arm breaker from the second rope. Sure. Fine. One with the rack attack 2.0. That's the TKO yep. on Liv Morgan. Brie Bella. I used to, 
the running knee on the ropes. I used to call that the free surgery. <laughs> Back in the day before you and I were on a podcast together, I'd say, man, she's just handing out free surgery to these girls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the reason it was um, before we were on a podcast, because we've been doing this for like two years. Two years now. That's how long it's been since she's been in the ring, and it shows. Like, we we have yet, we we this is our first occasion to call a Brie Bella match, mm-hmm. uh, to talk about it, because she hasn't had one in the span of the time that we've been doing this. Like uh, That being said, I like knee mode. I like the move. Sure. She does it safely now, and that's about it. That's about it. I did like the uh, – and Sarah Logan, they dropped their knees or her shoulders across yeah. their knees. Liked that move as that well. cool. Yeah. But literally, they were in a tag team match over the weekend. They were in the Royal Rumble. And the last time that I talked about a Brie Bella match, I worked for WrestlingInc.com. Yeah. And it was the WrestleMania 32 kickoff show. And that was a good match, too. That was a fun match. I really enjoyed that match. Yeah, 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 yeah. They needed more. Brie needed more than a house show match last week to get ready for this. She messed up two suicide dive spots, one of which was supposed to result in Sarah Logan hitting her. But for whatever reason, that was just mistimed. It was mm-hmm. off. It looked bad. The second time, she almost killed herself. Yeah. She she took the term too literally. Yeah. This is the, the thing that I, I thought was interesting about that move. Because I thought to myself, we were always talking about how Daniel Bryan shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff because he's, he's a dad now. And, and think about think about your kid, you know, and yeah. what might happen if, like, Bree, you don't get to do suicide dives anymore. You're a mom. That's in the like, same category with the Daniel Bryan diving headbutt. You just shelve it. You don't get to do that anymore. No, no, that was that was scary. That was as scary as any of the Sasha Banks bad ones. Like it, yeah. the because at least Sasha Banks had momentum. Like she went through the ropes and then went straight down like a rock. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't want to see Brie do that anymore, man. I was nope. scared for. I don't want to see her in a situation like that. That was really scary. Yeah. Backstage, we well, actually, I'll, I'll get to that later. But backstage, we see Chad Gable and Bobby Roode being inter- interviewed by Charlie Caruso. So, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Very weird. This is the first time I went, wait, what's happening? I'm all right with it, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going on here, and I kind of like that, but <laughs> they had to do something with Bobby Roode because he's not interesting, and they had to do with Chad Gable because he's too good to not do something with Chad Gable. Yeah, they um, they did a whole like month of Mojo Raleigh push to get him into a feud with Bobby Roode. Remember, are you in the mood for a rude Raleigh feud? That was a thing we did. We did that. They, like they did, they did Ryder against Mojo tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's, that's a horse that hasn't been beaten to death. But, <laughs> but, but the glue has been drained. <laughs> it's dry. But that horse is dead. That's fossilized. <laughs> but, but, but Bobby Roode and Mojo Raleigh, like, th- thanks for that, I guess. But that went, that went away. I didn't want to see it, and thankfully I didn't have to more than a couple of times. 
But Bobby Roode as a babyface is is just bad. It's not a good thing. It hasn't been good on the main roster because of that. But here's the thing that I love. Chad Gable is just so damn earnest that this part of his of this deal makes sense. Of him being like, man, I can't wait to be with you, Bobby Roode. It's going to be so great. And then he comes out and he steps in front of him during the glorious entrance. And he's, and he's doing the taunt. Like, he's, he's getting between. One thing you never do is get between Bobby Roode and the hard cam. And Chad Gable's doing that the whole time. Then Chad Gable, we'll talk about this in detail, but Chad Gable's, like, takes over and wins the match single-handedly. I think Abruptly. this is... Abruptly. Uh, yes. yes. I think this is this is building toward, and the only way I'm okay with any of this is if this happens, with Chad Gable basically stealing all of Bobby Roode's thunder and Bobby Roode going from, like, totally cool with it to this little pissant and and turning heel finally. And then Chad Gable versus heel Bobby Roode, I could totally get behind as a mid-card thing. You could do that once every week on Raw, and I'd love watching that. Then I wonder what happens with Bobby Roode because, man, he's not interesting. Hopefully this heel turn can reinvigorate him, but I don't know where they're going with it. Maybe they're just successful and Bobby Roode is so happy, but his facial expressions were above and beyond during this. Uh, the Ascension runs Rude and Gable down, calling Rude a flash in the pan and calls Gable a sawed-off duck butt. Now, do you think it is a coincidence that a sawed-off duck butt won on Raw merely five days after Jeff Hawkins impersonated me on Listen Your Boy and said that I sold duck butter? <laughs> I think somebody's watching Listen Your Boy. It's possible. Everything we say on that show comes to fruition. Yep. From duck butts to Ziggler and McIntyre. Gable wins with a rolling German suplex. Bobby Roode is ecstatic. I'm ecstatic to see Gable on the show. Yes, my God. This guy's so damn talented. It makes me so like here's the thing. Like uh, uh, not that I not everyone's like, oh, you don't want that. It's like, no, no, no. The way 205 Live is now. If you had a guy like Chad Gable on that show, can you imagine? Like, I don't know what he weighs in at, but you could fudge it. You can make me believe he weighs 205 pounds. Like, absolutely. And, like, a guy like that on that show where the show is all about work rate and doing amazing stuff, like, I, ah, man, he'd be so good on that. Elias comes out, cuts a promo about Ohio being total idiots. I can only confirm that that is the case for those who reside in Portsmouth, Ohio. I will not speak for the rest of the state. I'm rather fond of the state outside of Portsmouth. He's interrupted by Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, and Mickey James. Alexa gets just this unbelievable hometown pop. Sure. Awesome. Awesome pop. Does the OHIO chant. Of course, she heals the audience after that and calls them zombies. Yeah. I thought this was great. She played the crowd like a fiddle, and usually I'm against the psych promo, but, I mean, she was going to get that reaction if she didn't. Yeah, the only way uh, that either one of them could have gotten more booze is if uh, they had said that Urban Meyer deserved to be fired because that audience would not have played up to that. So, But I'm glad that they uh, they let that alone because that's low-hanging fruit at this time of year. Um. Yeah, uh, this this is uh, this was fine. Uh, I, I love Alexa when she's on point with her heelishness, and that was it. Uh, also, props to Alicia Fox 
for uh, going to the junior section and picking out a great uh, homecoming dress ahead of time because she looked fly. She did. She looked wonderful. <laughs> Alexa apologizes to Elias for Trish Stratus. And Elias had said that he doesn't approve of women who strike men, which I thought was very funny. She also <laughs> calls Natalia Rousey's pet cat, Alex. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's good. Yeah. However, WWE is really, really has Alexa Bliss cut her lines to every male in this roster. Yeah. Like she wants to get with them. Every single one of them. Well, uh, I, 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 I honestly think that's what Vince McMahon thinks yeah. about the women in his employ. You know, I, I believe it was Vince McMahon who said bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. I believe it was him who wrote that lyric. Um, yeah, no, l- listen, um, it doesn't make any sense. Like, here's the thing. She's, she's not, she's not two timing her actual real life fiance question mark. I'm pretty sure they're engaged now. Yeah, uh, sure buddy Murphy. Um, She's not just two-timing him. She's three-timing him because she we all know it was her and Braun for forever. So now, like, she's just... which Okay, you know, you do you, boo, but, like, whatever. Up next, we had Natalia taking on Alexa Bliss. And, you know, I see this. Alexa Bliss has a hell of a right hand. <laughs> a hell of a right hand. Uh, Natalia looked on her game tonight. She's all over the place, hit her slingshot release atomic drop. Alicia and Mickey help her cheat, and then Alexa applies one of the worst goddamn arm bars I've seen in a while. Yep. I don't know what the deal is with the arm bars being applied, even by Rousey. They have them applied at this angle where the arm is like at this angle instead of hyperextended. Now, right. anybody who's applied an arm bar knows you got to. You need to hyperextend the elbow. You use essentially your crotch as a fulcrum, and you pull up on that, and right. it can affect your elbow, it can affect your shoulder. I don't know what the hell this armbar affects, but well, I, I I think they want to make sure nothing accidentally happens. I mean, it's a stupid thing, but like it feels like there's no way if somebody who doesn't know what they're doing gets a little carried away in this angle that it can actually hurt somebody. You know, because we've seen somebody get, you know, a little carried away in other promotions and, and really hurt somebody's arm. So, yeah, uh, let's I guess that they're better safe than sorry. Um, but, yeah, no, it did not look good. I did think it was funny. that was like Alexa Bliss. I'll tap out your your best friend with your move. Yeah, sure. OK, let's yeah, we believe yeah. that. All right. I believe those arm drags Ronda Rousey did to Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox took those wonderfully whoa yeah and considering her wardrobe it looks like she danced with the wrong guy at junior prom like it it just looked like oh crap somebody call a chaperone i will say that i this bliss thing was far from the worst move i saw in tonight's show and i boy you better believe i'll go in on that later so bliss attacks with a chop block and runs rousey into the stairs but rousey fights bliss off and backstage later on the bellas come back check on natalia natalia says she isn't feeling herself and that makes sense given everything that happens Mm -hmm. and if she's comfortable with that sure i think i think it's a nice excuse whatever uh but the bellas offer rousey their help training and rousey's like i'm good i'm good uh they also (laughs) offered her her her, uh their help um running a company 
Um, writing a book, which Rousey has already done. Writing a book because R- R- Ronda Rousey hasn't done that. I'm sure. I'm sure Nikki Bella wrote every word in the book that was published under her name. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, this this did not read well. Um, it, it it they're the Bellas are really really bad at acting. Yeah, they're they're not great. But I, I do love the fact that Ronda Rousey was like, "Oh, you want to train me? Do you? You gonna teach me a suicide dive? Huh? What you gonna do, eh? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'll stick. I'll stick with training with the girl who just got submitted by Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I'd rather hang out with her. Yeah. And even then, it just, huh, man." Man, yeah. so uh, that happened. Strowman is backstage with Ziggler and McIntyre and says, since the Shield are gone tonight, Corbin needs to find them some competition. Yep. Ziggler and McIntyre want a tag title shot, and Corbin says, no, the Revival have a shot tonight. Any other mm-hmm. night, I could. And the Revival and McIntyre are like, well, what if they don't? Right. And they subsequently attack the Revival. If this match ends up happening, these two teams... Yep. Grab the damp rag. I'm going to yeah. need it. Yeah, well, if if they actually let it happen in, in the way we would like it to happen. You know what I mean? Like a 15 minutes of a really great tag team match between the Revival and McIntyre and, and Ziggler? Yeah, sure. Eight minutes of whoopsie-daisy tag team wrestling on Raw? No thanks. So, yeah, this should not have been... I mean, I'm okay with the B team getting that burst of offense at the beginning. Yeah. I like that. That makes them look competent. Sure. This match didn't need to go through a break. Oh, man. This may, ah, ah, you can finish. I, I will, t- I will say my piece after okay. you finish with this thing. After getting worked over by McIntyre, Dallas gets a nice little tornado DDT, follows up with a neck breaker. We see a double tag. Axel gets a perfect plex on Ziggler. I just want to say his bridge is not as good as Peyton Royce's. Nope. <laughs> His shoulders were down. Uh, Ziggler ends up nailing a super kick. We get the zigzag Claymore for the win. I really think this should have been a couple minutes and should have really put an end to the banana peel victories. And if maybe you wanted to show Dallas and Axel training for their rematch and make more of a deal out of it, you could do that and then do it. But I I think in this situation, Ziggler and McIntyre, although the switch needed to happen, these guys should be your tag champs. Yes. Um, yeah, it matters how these guys become tag champs, not just that they become tag champs. If you are building this brand new faction of Braun, Dolph, and Drew to be the equals of, because that's how you actually really sell something, is there not the shield? We just believe the shield's going to run through these guys. We have to believe that there are actual foils to them. So you have to build them in a way that makes them seem really formidable. So to have them come out, wreck shop on the Revival, who all the actual real hardcore fans know is probably the best um, tag team in the world, and then go in against Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, who I'm sorry, have not gotten the stink of the Miz-Tourage off of them fully yet. Mostly because, through no fault of theirs, they've been booked to win all of their title defenses via whoopsie-daisy. 
Like, I, I mean, that's just stupid. Like, oh, whoops, I was, you were pinning me, and then your, your partner hit me accidentally, and then I, I pinned him. That's, that's- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Your road to the title, I don't have as much of a problem with it. Right. But then when you retain, and the thing is, it's just not consistent with this. No. Like, like the, the way you do this is that, that the B team, the B team, undefeated right even though they're winning you know slipping on banana peels and crap then you have dolphin drew come in these guys are supposed to be i mean somebody was arguing like that drew and dolph were jobbers not so long ago okay yeah but but bo and curtis were jobbers much more recently so um if you want to build them you have them come in and just yes i like that a flurry of offense that then drew just stops because Drew is twice the size of these guys. And he throws one of them over, over his head outside. He pins the other one. Claymore, zigzag, boom, done. Two minutes, tops. And then you have, wow, these guys are really formidable. Then you have the, the B team get crushed in their rematch. The Revival say, we got beef with you guys. And they come in and maybe they have a good match, but they can't quite measure up. So you have these guys who are real foils for, for whatever combination of the, of the shield that you want to face them it makes it much more must watch if these guys are impossible to beat as opposed to you know we got pushed to the limit by bo dallas and curtis axel on raw nah, nah don't want that yeah my thing is man they, they've got like 10 tag teams who are kind of on the same level in the company yeah and man the tag team division can be a real attraction and a real draw we've seen that in the past we've seen it Several times in the past. Yeah. Over and over again. But I'm glad the title switch happened. Matches could have been shorter. Yeah. Overall, whatever. Then we get... Talk about reinvigorating the tag team. Oh, my God. <laughs> we see backstage Drake Maverick, the former mm-hmm. rock star spud with Authors of Pain. To which, if you would have just told me he's coming out with them, I would have said, Sweet. I'd prefer Stokely, but you know what? Drake Maverick, cool. Alex, he looks like he found a a fifth grader's big boss man costume from 1999. He, he got a child-sized Halloween costume of the Authors of Pain, and he's wearing him down to the ring. Listen, okay. He's so talented. Oh, he is he's oh, so good. And he's going to be great in this role. This is my deal. If you watch 205 Live, and there aren't a lot of people, it's a much smaller audience than Raw. 
This guy has always been, since he's been the general manager of 205 Live, a straight shooter. He's always been, for lack of a better term, a babyface manager. Like he hasn't like like punished the the heels for being heelish, but he's always made sure that everybody got a fair shake. Yeah, and and come out and be the manager of a very heel tag team on Raw. I'm wondering if we're getting two different versions of Drake Maverick, one on yeah. Monday nights and one on Tuesday nights, because those two guys don't match up. But if you're telling me that this version of him is going to be basically the guy on 205 Live, if you have him have taking meetings in his office on 205 Live with Occam and Razor standing behind him like two golems just silent and not even really making eye contact with the guys he's intimidating on the 205 Live roster, I'm all about it. Let's just let's do it. Get weird because because being safe is has not been working for you. Let's go wild. Let's do crazy stuff. I'm all about it. Let's let's try it out. If it sucks, I'll talk about how much it sucks then. But right now, when I saw Drake Maverick walking through the backstage area wearing a mini me version of Authors of Pain, I thought I was having a stroke. (laughs) It did not make any sense to me at all. But I'm here for it. Let's. If nothing else, it was entertaining. Yes, it was. I can't wait to see what happens there, but. I, there's nobody who could tell me that Stokely Hathaway would not have been a better fit for those guys. He yeah. he is. And it wouldn't have required Drake Maverick to pull double duty, which possibly yeah. betrays the other well, character. I think double duty is probably what Vince McMahon's, it's the benefit. That's true. Yes, that's true. I, I, I do think, though, the character, it, it belies all the work he's, he's done. Because I think that if you watch Drake, uh, 205 Live, Drake Maverick, the general manager, is a really great, yeah, like, absolutely objective version of what a general manager should be, and he's always entertaining, and that's cool. So to lose all of that possibly because we have this new guy who's the 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 heel general manager of the heel tag team. I'm okay. Let's see what happens. Let it play out. You know, it's a wild thing to say. I think Mojo Raleigh would have been a good mouthpiece for them too. He could be a great mouthpiece for somebody in the future. Yeah. I think, but you know how WWE thinks they don't want their manager to overshadow or oversize. Right. But I think that's something really that we've never seen. We have a guy who is way bigger than the guy they're managing, not just as a bodyguard, but as a mouthpiece as well. Yeah. I think that could be an interesting dynamic because Mojo Raleigh, Say what you want about his in-ring. He's one of the best talkers. And he's the reason the selfie promo exists. Yes. He is the reason it exists. Let's talk about the good. AOP beat up these jobber skis real proper, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. They got rid of the last chapter. Yes. They're going back to the super collider. Now, I'm I'm cool with the last chapter being like a signature or whatever, but they went back to the super collider without the concussion-inducing... Powerbomb yeah. onto one another. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm kind of okay with that. I still think they might need something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, they might. Um, I, I do like the Death Valley driver into the into the, into the the turnbuckle. Ooh, I bet whoever took it didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks really great. It does, probably didn't feel so hot. Um, I, I, for a FightfulSelect.com uh, champion level review, where they get to pick a show that I review – I reviewed a 2010 episode of Raw where Nexus debuted. And my God, you want to look at the limitations that they put on people 
eight years ago compared to today, it is night and day. Uh, there, the wrestling on that show was miserable. I'm talking two minute matches where nothing happened. Uh-huh. Everything's like a roll up finish or something like that. I feel I feel like a little bit bad for saying anything bad about the the in ring that we see today. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. botched Bella's suicide dive was more exciting than most of the in ring <laughs> that I saw on that show. So I'm like, man, you know, we don't have it so bad these days compared yeah. to 2010. Yeah. Either way, authors of pain, glad to see them back. Boy, we were treated to a promo. This HBK Undertaker promo might have been one of my favorite things on this entire show, Alex. Uh, yeah. Shawn Michaels comes out, says he thinks Triple H will beat The Undertaker. Undertaker returns and says that he knows he took the most important thing from Michaels, his career. Shawn Michaels says he's a man of his word about his retirement. And boy, did the crowd just feed right into this perfectly. Oh, Set man. him up, knock him down. The crowd starts chanting one more match. And Shawn Michaels points to them and says, every time I'm in a ring, I hear that. And the only reason I don't is respect to you. At this point, I was like, like, (laughs) you got me hooked. I'm ready. This is just two of the best to ever do it in there saying some shit about a match that I don't give a damn about and making me give a damn about it professionals this is how you build and sell a match yeah um so these guys you forget just how great the personalities were of of that era and especially the very top guys like michaels and taker like cutting a promo where the entire audience the entire everybody in that crowd just right here, right, right there, right in the palm of their hand, like it's it's perfect. I'm I'm the same way at home. So good, played played me like a fiddle this whole way. Like every time I get in the ring, I hear that. Not I hear one more match, but he knows that they're going to be saying it, so he says it. To, like, it's it's so rich with all of that, and also this is so good. Everybody, because this is the thing we we heard. A year and a half ago, whenever it was, everybody wanted an AJ Styles versus uh, Shawn Michaels match. And Shawn Michaels said, no, no, I can't, I can't. And we don't, was like, but why, Shawn? Why won't you just have one more match? And to answer that question live in the ring, uh, that it's Taker, his respect for Taker, and he says it to Taker's face. Like that was one of those moments that wrestling can give you that, it, that really ties everything together. And I love that. And yet, geez, these guys are old. And yeah. and if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna, if you're teasing if you're teasing a with somebody I've, I said on Twitter and I, I they could they could very well be doing it or they couldn't be doing it at all. That it, this is all building toward Taker versus HBK. If HBK wins, then Taker retires for good out of respect to HBK. If that's what they're building towards, it makes sense. And the problem is that, as we saw tonight, things that make sense don't necessarily happen in the WWE. So I don't know where we're going with this. Uh, you posited that it's possible that that uh, Shawn Michaels might uh, wear the ref shirt for this uh, Triple H and Taker match down under. Maybe. I don't know. But 
Tonight, you're not going to be able to, 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 to make me believe that tonight's promo between Taker and Shawn Michaels is a one-off that doesn't lead anywhere because it was too masterfully done and perfectly set up. It has to lead somewhere. Apologies for the dead air. I had to cough. So the last time I was this close to believing that Michaels might do something was the Daniel Bryan angle. Yeah. Where he was involved with the Triple H, Daniel Bryan angle, and that would have been, that's a WrestleMania match. He's been getting the itch because he said in interviews, well, people would have to understand they won't get this one. And for a long time, he was just completely detached. Then they were like, oh, well, maybe you'd want to do some stuff at NXT. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. Then he's like, oh, yeah, let me produce all this stuff. How about that? Yeah. Undertaker says it's out of fear that he doesn't come back because he'd put HBK down again. And in Melbourne, he'll put Triple H down to September 3rd in the year of our Hogfather 2018. This was a great promo. Yeah, it's 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 the details, too. It's it's that... It's the taker says to, to H, HBK, I'll put you down, and in Melbourne, I'm going to put your buddy down. Doesn't say Triple H. The way he says it so dismissively. There are little details that guys like this who've been doing this so well for so long have that other guys just they just don't. Like it doesn't it feels it doesn't feel as produced. It feels real somehow. A an old cowboy wizard feels yeah. real. You know what I mean? Because that's 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 that guy, man. That's that's how it, that's what he can do. Undertaker says he's going to put Shawn Michaels' buddy down. If you feel like somebody's put your buddy down, our buddies at BlueChew.com can help. Use that code Fightful. Get a free shipment. Whether you're in Melbourne, whether you're in Columbus, all around the world, my friend. Get it done with BlueChew.com. That code, Fightful. You know what? Maybe you're past your prime. Maybe you've you've thought that you're in retirement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe you don't think your offense is stiff enough. Fightful is the code that you want to use. At BlueChew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visit. No waiting in the pharmacy. They are made in the USA, and BlueChew prepares and ships direct. Cheaper than a pharmacy. B-L-U-E Chew. Dot com promo code fightful and try it free you just pay that five dollar shipping if you haven't tried it hit up blue chew at get blue chew and just let them know that you heard about them from us let them know that sean ross app of fightful.com he has motivated you to bring yourself out of retirement yep because because let's be honest guys, maybe you don't have that confidence but much like sean michaels Everybody's asking for it. Mm-hmm. One more yeah. match. One more match. After you use Blue Chew, you're going to want a lot more than one more match. And so will she. 
I, I did want to add one last thing um, to this to this segment. How pissed is John Cena? Like months of begging for Undertaker to show up, and like Shawn Michaels summoned him in Columbus, <laughs> Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. He just 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 he showed up in Cleveland Light for this guy. <laughs> I can't believe it. He lightning bolted himself there from Death Valley because he thought he might have heard Shawn Michaels say his name out loud. Meanwhile, John Cena's like, please, Undertaker, just just answer my call, please. Reminder, guys, we have a contest going on for a DVD prize pack. The uh, details are on a video on Fightful. We also have them at Fightful.com. Comment on any story on you or any video on YouTube of ours, a substantive comment. Leave a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. You can also retweet our tweet for uh, another entry. We have a lot of cool stuff to give away there. Also, Jimmy has procured a signed Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell uh, photograph that we will be giving away ahead of the Chuck Liddell-Tito Ortiz fight that for some reason is going to exist this year. So, up next, Ember Moon teams with Dana Brooke. Well, no, here's the thing. We have Sasha Banks and Bailey come out, and then and then Dana Brooke in the this tag team match. Like, who's Dana Brooke teaming with? Yeah. I think to myself, nobody makes any sense uh, as to have her as a partner. I mean, uh, this doesn't make. Oh my god! Oh no, Ember Moon, the one of the most electrifying women athletes the WWE's ever seen. They really have nothing for her either. Like literally. Like, they finally figured out something to do with Authors of Pain. I mean, Andrade Cien Almas is finally doing stuff over on... Uh, it just... it just look, Stay in NXT, kids, because adulting sucks. Like, it really... It's hard up here on the main roster because they don't know what to do with you. I mean, if there was ever a surefire, amazing worker and, and star in the women's division, I thought it was Ember Moon. Are you but, fucking kidding me, Alex? You're really going to go with a it's hard up here on the main roster after I've done my Blue Chew segue, and I can't say it's hard down there, too, thanks to <laughs> BlueChew.com, code Fightful. I am real. This is supposed to be a partnership. The Dana Brooke-Ember Moon partnership did not go well. I want to say this. Dana Brooke has improved a lot in the ring. She is working to her strengths. That clothesline looked really good. I liked it. Yes. She's yelling at Titus and Apollo, who are yelling at her ringside. Sasha wins with a head scissors pin. Dana Brooke tells Titus Worldwide that she's done. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, It means that they uh, are going to do something really stupid for a little while with Dana Brooke and then forget about her entirely. That's what they're going to do. Like She's going to have a three-week storyline that they forget about after nobody cares, if it ever gets bad YouTube numbers. That's what it means, but I mean, it could be it could be a really cool thing. <laughs> it could be a really cool thing, but right. but that's You're what's right. that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh boy, you are correct. <laughs> I wasn't ready to transition out of that segment. So backstage, Lashley is given an envelope with a performance review and is ordered to attend meditation from Jinder Mahal. I want to know who's winning the bet on the writing team to create the worst goddamn segment for Bobby Lashley possible. He keeps calling Mahal and Sunil, my man. He's trying to channel his inner Denzel. 
I mean, it's it's working more than whatever he was doing before, but it's still not working for him. No, it's this weird thing that they're doing that that that, that could that could work as a character of him realizing that that Baron Corbin, um, but also Baron Corbin. Let's say Baron Corbin is a stand-in for WWE Creative. Um, that Baron Corbin, aka WWE Creative is screwing him over every last way they possibly can. So he's going to smile and be real sarcastic about it the whole way through. The my man thing and slap people on the back, like that makes sense to me that he's pissed about Baron Corbin, a.k.a. WWE Creative, making him do these stupid things. Like he had that dumb sister thing with, with Sami Zayn, and now this thing, this go-nowhere thing he did with Elias that's now been forgotten about because they can't keep anything straight for more than two weeks. And now he's evolved with the Jinder Mahal thing where they bring a rug into the, into the ring for no reason and sit cross-legged on it. Okay. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's stupid. And Lashley was going with it. Lashley was cool with it. And then Kevin Owens returned. Powerbombed Lashley on the apron. So that yeah. didn't last long. Yeah, he, uh, he quit and that lasted seven days. Um, there was the opportunity for a lot of amazing things you could have done with that. His Twitter went dark. Kevin Steen merchandise appeared on Pro Wrestling Tees. There was a lot of things that uh, you could have done with this whole thing if they kept it you know, going for longer than a week, but they didn't. Here's the thing. The fact that he came back and attacked Bobby Lashley specifically leads me to believe that there's something they could be doing, but they're totally not doing it. Um, that Bobby Lashley is the one who kayfabe and in reality uh, put Sami Zayn on the shelf um, and last last week the most affecting part of Sammy uh, of Kevin Owens pre-match promo versus Seth Rollins was about how I don't have Sami Zayn watching my back anymore and that sucks I don't have my best friend with me so if he blames Bobby Lashley for Sami Zayn being gone if he blames Bobby Lashley for his existential loneliness and depression. And the way he's he's dealing with that is by lashing out insanely at Bobby Lashley. I'm totally down with that. That's a really cool way. He's been driven sane in by the fact that he misses his friend. And so he's going to take out the guy who hurt his friend. That's a great storyline. They're not doing that, though. It's just going to be him basically being heelish with Jinder Mahal as his new friend. It's dumb. Yeah, at least I'm optimistic about a possible Owens-Lashley match. I think that could be good. I think it would be that a lot of fun. could be really good if they actually do it well. Yeah. Alexa Bliss posted a funny tweet about 40 minutes after the show aired. JK Columbus, you know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it, this return left a lot to be desired, didn't it? Yep. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. Well, it, Also, he's heavily involved in something at the end of the show, which makes less sense. Kind of. Well, well, let's go ahead and get into that. Braun Strowman defeated Finn Balor. Finn Balor had challenged Baron Corbin to a match and accused him of having a small dick, Alex. Yep. Call him like I see him, I guess. I'm not adding anything like spectacular to this. That's legitimately what happened. Yeah, it's true. That is what happened. You got to break this down, Alex. I, 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 I think I, I might have missed that. Because I was dealing with a poopy diaper. Well, uh, so you were dealing with a, a virtually uh, 
similar storyline as at least far as intellect goes. <laughs> because this was a shitty diaper of a backstage promo where Balor says, you're, you're overstepping the boundaries of your power. I think you're overcompensating for something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was bad. This whole thing, at least his thing, the, the silver lining in all this is that they promoted a main event of Finn Valor versus Baron Corbin. And then they realized that's a stupid thing to do. Let's not do that. And, and then we didn't have to watch it. So that's good. Well, the match that we got wasn't much better. Corbin asks a stagehand backstage to clean his Rolex. Tells Balor he's been so busy and has another opponent. It's Braun. Balor gets on Strowman's back with a choke. Does a nice double stomp to his back off the apron. Strowman gets posted. That's a new one. And then I see one of the worst goddamn spots I've seen in WWE main roster of the year. Now, I get it. A lot of you don't follow MMA, and that's fine. Pulling guard is the act of standing in front of your opponent, wrapping your legs around them, and dropping your back. It used to be a common tactic in the early days of UFC when nobody had basic grappling or jujitsu. Royce Gracie won a lot of fights with that. Nobody wins fights with that anymore unless it's a, a major mismatch, and you rarely even see it employed. Finn Balor, I think, was trying to utilize a triangle hold from there. Unfortunately for him, Ron's a real big guy. And you're just not going to apply that. And even then, when WWE wrestlers apply triangles, usually it's that weird cross-footed triangle. Instead of essentially a figure four where you fold the instep of your left foot into the, well, really either foot, into the pit of your right knee. Mm-hmm. that wasn't what happened. Instead, we got Finn Balor trying to pull guard for about 20, 25 seconds. And Braun, like, having to sell it like this guy who is literally half his weight was able to control him from the bottom until Braun said, piss off with this. Mm-hmm. We're going home. This was an ugly-ass spot. This was a bad spot. Ugh. I mean, you just can't make this work. I mean, really, what can you do about it? But ugly. Strowman wins. I didn't like this match. I think it was the worst match either of these two have had on the main roster in a long time. Well, it's uh, yes, it was because it. Mm, I think a lot of a lot of that for me was the ro- ro- the running commentary through the night of. Uh, the shield they they just posted bail and uh, we knew what was coming we knew what yeah. was coming so like it doesn't matter like we know Finn's not winning we know Braun's gonna beat him we hope we don't see the full on like let's beat up the small baby face that you all love to prove how much of a heel I am deal but that's of course what we got um because listen I liked their matches a lot better when they were both baby faces. Like those things were a lot of fun. They, where they made those guys fight one on one, and and uh, and after the end, after Braun thoroughly beat up Finn Balor, he like picked him up and stood up in the corner, like as to say, "You're okay, kid." Like that was cool. That actually had nuance to it. This is this is not. This is just hitting you over the head with a hammer. So, <laughs> as we wrap up this show, the Shield come back in a cop car. Yeah, they posted they have- bail. And stole a police van. That's not a thing that ever happens. No. My no. God. 
Did no. they steal the cop car after they got on yeah. Labor Day? Some strings had to be pulled to get them in front of a judge on Labor Day and bailed I, out in the middle of the night. I love uh, – this is the thing. This is, a, this is a Dean Ambrose thing. Dean Ambrose always would, like, get sent to a local yeah. medical facility, and then he would steal the ambulance on his way back out. Like, that's fine. Um, Uber? Uber's not a thing in Columbus? My God. I mean, Steve Rollins got sent to this police van window real hard and busted open. Yeah, that's the thing, is that not, they show up, and what, they, they're going to fight the three, the, they're, they're bad guy, bizarro guys. And then the entire heel locker room comes out and attacks them. If I were that roster, based on the the prior history of the Shield and them just attacking people at random, I would probably do that too. Sure. Um, I I love the thing that makes makes a little bit less sense of everything else is that leading the locker room out of the locker room is Kevin Owens, who just spent all of July and August being tormented by Braun Strowman. I don't understand why his allegiance is to Braun over anybody, but okay, fine. But the best part of all of this is that somehow, in the midst of all the, the from Mike Kanellis all the way up to Kevin Owens, the entire heel locker room is out there, including AOP being led by Drew Gulak of 205 Live. So as AOP is beating up Roman Reigns, he, he takes Roman Reigns by the face, slaps around him, and says, you don't run things here no more. I'm like, yeah. Drew Gulak, official member of the Raw roster. I'm, I'm here for it. Make that Technicality, happen. but we'll take it. We'll I'll take, take it. it. Take Strowman it. power slams Reigns on the floor. Good beatdown. They've been doing some good beatdowns. I just want to say, if you all didn't see that Almas Miz Maurice beatdown on Smack, that was a damn good one, too. Yeah. But uh, if you all want to hear more about SmackDown. We do a post-SmackDown podcast every Tuesday. Wednesdays is The List and your boy. You guys, if you haven't checked that out in a while or haven't checked it out before, do so. It is our midweek show. We kind of wrap everything up in there. We have Jimmy Van, the founder of Fightful.com, who knows his business, to say the least, uh, or has ran successful wrestling promotions in the past and has moved on to be a successful businessman elsewhere. Uh, I will also have my Toronto vlog up. It's up early for Fightful Select subscribers. Again, if you want to support Fightful, check that out. If you don't want to support Fightful monetarily, leave us a thumbs up or subscribe. Comment on any of our stories or just retweet our stories. Like them on Facebook. Click us a like on Instagram. Any of that stuff, that engagement really helps, and uh, we really appreciate it. It is not easy to establish an independent wrestling news outlet, especially when you're covering MMA and boxing as well. Uh, in wrestling. Everybody's been around for decades, except for maybe a couple of us that are really trying to bring you exclusive news and news to the forefront, all that stuff. So I want to thank you guys for all the love you're showing us. Right now, we have one of our best live numbers for a post-Raw show ever. And I'm talking, it's on Labor Day. Labor Day. Let's see how it ends up next week when Monday Night Football starts. Yeah, (laughs) Alex, where can they follow you on social media? You can follow me at Pulowski the fourth. I'll be over here wondering why none of the babyface roster decided to make an appearance during this beatdown to help out their buddies, the Shield, who are totally the kinds of guys who don't piss on everybody else, no matter who they are. Guys, if you all are watching on YouTube right now, leave us a thumbs up. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. 
We're on Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere, my friends. Follow me at Sean Ross at follow us at Fightful Online. Thank you, guys. We are out.